I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And with that, we welcome you inside of Studio 34. This is the VFFs. He is Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. Chalk, take the thumbs up from you. Greg, you got the thumbs up. Never get the thumbs up. I'm back, baby. Welcome back, man. How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling all right, man. Well, well, you know, as all right as you can feel right now, given everything that's going on in the Baseball world and the sports world as well. Uh, we'll try and break it down as best we can, Greg, how it affects fantasy baseball as well. How'd you sleep last night, buddy? Uh, I slept really well. It was very comfortable. And uh, then I woke up, came to work. It smelled quite terribly. And Sorry. But when you walked in, you didn't smell that. I did not. Which means I did a good job. There you go. Thank you. Um, Problem solver, Mr. Sussman. It was all right. We've done, uh, we're getting through. Just like everybody else. Just like every other show is doing. Hanging out. All we can do. That we are. And we heard earlier on Fantasy Sports Today, we might get a stream of Greg versus Judy Sussman in beer pong tonight. Listen, I'm going to push for it. At for least... entertainment purposes only. I'm not going to promise that. <laughs> I'll put money on the line. Um, we'll see. I'm going to say at some point this weekend, I will get it. All right. So everyone get the uh, Greg Sussman Twitter account locked and loaded. Yeah, Turn fun. on the notifications there. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Break down my beer pong matchup next week. But right now... The update, Sean Wasserman. Thank you, Greg. I am Sean Guasamaki with your BFF Sports Grid news update. All right, some NFL news to get to. The Vikings are releasing quarterback Xavier Rhodes. Chargers plan on using the franchise tag on tight end Hunter Henry. And the Ravens attempt or will attempt to apply the franchise tag to defensive end linebacker Matthew Judon. Judon had nine and a half sacks last year also 33 hits on the quarterback that is fourth best in the nfl last season all right let's get to the latest cancellations in the sports world the latest has to be augusta national announcing the masters tournament will be postponed it was set to take place april 9th through april 12th that is now the fifth tournament being postponed by the golf association other news, the NCAA suspends all recruiting through April 15th. And also the NBA PA memo details doomsday pay provision. This is according to ESPN.com. The CBA includes a clause called the Force Maneuver Event Clause that includes multiple dramatic scenarios. In this case, the league could trigger an event, a worst-case scenario, that would uh, trigger some pay provisions. Uh, we'll get into that if we need to, but that is coming out according to ESPN. Com. Some other cancellations, NASCAR, they canceled their event on Sunday and also next week's event in Miami Homestead. So the next two races have been canceled to, uh, according to NASCAR. Bellator 
They announced that they are canceling their fight card for tomorrow night. But UFC, they plan on going ahead with their fight card. Uh, Dana White has said that I uh, talked to, with Trump and advised them to go ahead with, with that uh, card scheduled for tomorrow night. But the latest here, um, the NFL breaking news that we just reported on with the Vikings releasing Xavier Rhodes and planning on using their franchise tag on Hunter Henry, the Chargers. That's your latest Sports Grid news update. Now back to Greg and Frank, guys. All right, we're back here. Nice job there, Sean, uh, with that update. And things constantly changing, constantly in motion uh, here every single day um, in sports and in fantasy sports, obviously, because we had a draft, live draft scheduled for last night that was pushed to an online draft, which was pushed to, well, maybe next month. We got the rain out, Greg. We got the old PPD next to the draft date, so it's now postponed. Uh, as I think most people who are playing for money should be doing right now. I have no problem if you want to participate in some of your free leagues or if you want to do mock drafts right now. There's not really much on the line. That's fine. And uh, But I know that we disagree a little bit on this, Greg, so uh, we can we can get into it here. Sure. And I have the Tout Wars auction Sunday. I mean, things are going as... So, you, oh, so, so you're doing that? As planned this well, that's weekend. In, that's interesting. Uh, because I believe you tweeted that all drafts must be postponed. Uh, I didn't say it that definitively, uh, Greg. I feel like I'm going to find exactly your tweet. I didn't write must be. Should be? Is that what it was? I think I wrote have to be posted. Oh, not must. <laughs> half. Maybe I should have put should because I got some blowback. There were, it's, ha- it's half. Here we go. Greg, there were legitimately... For those, for, those who might, go ahead. for those who might be wondering, if you have a fantasy baseball draft planned in the upcoming weekends, you have to postpone for now. Nobody knows if and when the baseball season will be started. Injured players have more time to heal. It completely changes player evaluation. Yeah. I know. That's why we should continue to draft. That's exactly why we should not continue to draft, Greg. And you know what? You'd actually have some fun reading the responses to that because I got some pushback on that tweet, which I was not expecting. Greg, anywhere in that tweet, did I come off as above anybody? Because people responded to me saying, well, unlike you industry folk, we don't have the uh, possibility to move our draft date back. We have to remain with our draft in place where it is. I mean, nowhere in that tweet was I trying to sound I will read those responses. I was above any. We anybody. have to postpone the draft for now? Some of us, quote, regular guys don't have the same options and flexibility as you people in the industry. My legal draft is scheduled. Our owners are smart enough and talented enough to make the necessary adjustments. Sadly, some of us are not in the industry and thus can't reschedule an event that has been planned for months and somehow organize 12 to 15 people to clear their schedules on a moment's notice and prepare properly. Our owners are prepared to draft the season, so now is appropriate. You can absolutely draft now. We have a live auction plan next Saturday. I would even argue you should draft now. Frank, you know, I like to come on this program and call myself a man of the people. I think judging by the responses to your tweet, Man of the people. I'm with them. I don't know that you want to be the man of those people, Greg. Damn right I do. He referred to me as you people. Uh, you are you people. What does you're, he mean by that? You're one of the stuck-up industry guys One now. of the stuck-up industry You're in guys. Tout Wars? Yeah. You're talking about your Tout Wars auctions still going this weekend? Well, you know what? Us reg- Which I disagree with, by the way. Us regular folk around these parts, right. we got to do what works best for everybody. Our schedules. Not just postpone, because there's not enough information. So we're, who, we're regular folk. Who's uh so all right, so who is the the stuck up one that has so many things planned on their schedule that they can't move back their fantasy draft? This is the way things need to be. I plan my fantasy draft right now, and there's no way that in the future I can find another night at any time to do a fantasy baseball draft. Well, Frank, like I don't see you I don't, people. I, I don't think you're being fair to people. Maybe there's a possibility that 12 to 50 people, I'll use Jen Piacenti as an example, our guest yes. yesterday. She flew in from California this week to participate in drafts. Uh, our draft last night, that did not happen. Uh, she's hosting stuff for Tout Wars. She participated in a draft today, a live draft. And quite frankly, she's like, listen, I don't have the funds to fly across country again. Like, this right. is the weekend I have the draft. And if we make it in two weeks from now, or three weeks from now, or a month or whenever have you, I can't be there. So there's the type of people, Frank, that actually can't do it. I understand. Look, if, you've, if you're flying somewhere, which... A lot I mean, of people do. Even that right now might not be the smartest thing to do. And we appreciate having Jen in studio, no doubt about it. Show was great yesterday. I was, huh. I was watching. It was more of a step up, to be honest with you. All right, well, 
Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe Jen Piacenti can become a best friend forever. Greg. She is. Oh, she is. She's been on the, is this three years in a row she's been on the program. That is true. Um, but... Look, if you can't change the date of your draft, that's fine. Like, I, like it was a suggestion. I didn't. Oh I, no, 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 no! It was a. I guess a suggestion. I, I should have. Push. I should have wrote should if fine semantics. If you want to criticize the semantics of the tweet, but it was my suggestion of what I think people should do. Yeah, but you didn't say people, I think people, people are trying to figure I out. Think people, people are trying to you figure out to. how everything that's going on with coronavirus affects their industry. Yeah. Affects their job. Yes, Greg. We talk about fantasy baseball. Yes, we have we a do. show here that we love to do. Yes, we do. And I was offering what I think should be the plan of action within this industry in fantasy baseball. And you're you're allowed to disagree. People are allowed to disagree. And if you have your draft already planned, and I understand, look, you might have 12 people in a league. All you guys are fathers, grandfathers, whatever it might be. You have families. And if this is when it is planned for, then sure, go ahead with it. I don't have a problem with that. I didn't mean to come off as saying, like, you have to do it. It's my suggestion. And I think if you, I think the smart thing to do is to wait until we at least have a timetable of some sort. You might think that it's more fun. Sure, it might be more fun. I just don't think that it's intelligent to do that right now. Intelligent? I don't, I don't think so. Now you're calling us common folk dumb. That's right. Yeah. This is what he's doing. <laughs> you heard him. It's not intelligent for us to draft right now. You thought I was the heel of this show. That's right. You are dead wrong. <sighs> he just called you, quote, not intelligent. Your words, not mine. That's correct. I'm I think it is not smart to be drafting right now in fantasy baseball. I think it is. What? I was following along. I'm glad you bring this up. Greg, how, are, how much luck would you say goes into the win category? Probably way more luck yes. than it should be, right? Yeah, absolutely. So aren't we trying to eliminate as much luck as we possibly can when playing fantasy sports? I mean, it's going to be there already. Shouldn't sure. we try and eliminate as, as much luck as we possibly can? Well, this is given an opportunity for us to create more. That's exciting. It changes it all. <laughs> that is called deflecting, people. Frank, I want to bring something else up after the break that I noticed. I'm, Frank, I'm pretty sure you're not a fan of deflecting. Stick around. More on the way next. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top the Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball. 
But he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Alex, put that back up for a second. At the FanDuel Sports. You can't stop the FanDuel Sports. This is book, fantastic. There is nothing going on right now. I, like you can see in the background, they're watching some horse racing from somewhere. Yes, somewhere around the world. This is happening. I mean, that's one of the only things you could bet on right now is horses. Greg. And the FanDuel Sportsbook or the FanDuel Racing Book is as packed as ever. Right. Unbelievable. This is why on if we're here live Monday, this is what we're covering right here. Like horse racing. Will, yeah. Why not? Not us. But like yeah. other people. Fantasy ponies? Look at this. Look how packed this is. You know, all these people have to work from home or, or not working, so they just go. Well, Greg, I can tell you as someone who week uh, daily hosts a show from there that there are a lot of people in there every <laughs> single day, Greg. So they didn't need to be told that they needed to work from home in order to be at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I can tell you that for sure. Sure. Understandably so. Now, you yourself, Frank, I know you're very... As most people are, you're very, very nervous about uh, what's going on, contracting the disease and ultimately giving the disease to somebody else. It's a very scary situation. Now, much of your normal daily routine involves fantasy sports. It's what you live for. Like, you, you care about it incredibly much. And I, I saw you in a, a, a Facebook thread with your fiancé talking about, like, how your life is over now because there's no, there's no fantasy sports for you to play or research or, or do. So if you are stuck at home, Frank, over the next... Hey, a couple days, weeks. I know, like, once you get home tonight, like, I can't imagine you leaving your apartment or your house. No chance. Until, like, you're forced to come to work. Even if you're not, even like, you might stay home anyway. And you, you chastise your own brother for going out and getting drinks with his buddies. So, given that you are home for the next 72 hours, essentially, how many draft champions will you be participating in while you're at home? So Craig Mish asked me the same question because he often criticizes me for drafting early. And I have told him all along that I realize drafting early is not smart because there's injuries that are going to take place. But uh, I do like to have skin in the game and I like to be able to follow player movement and look back at previous drafts and kind of see where players are moving in terms of where, where they're being selected on the draft board. Uh, but I, I'm going to stick to my guns, Greg. And I said the exact same thing on Fantasy Sports Today. I will not be participating in any drafts for money until we have some really? sort of timetable. You're done. That's it. You're done. Yeah. For now, like, I'll, I'll do something like mock drafts or... You can do mock drafts. You've been freaking doing drafts for months. What are you doing a mock draft for? Exactly. Okay. Because you have nothing else to do. Right, yeah. Now, this is a chance for you and, and, and your fiance to connect. Watch some Netflix together. <laughs> That's like, correct. Sit on the couch and make up for all this lost time. Right, give me your top five shows I should be watching right now. You know what we can start doing? We start just drafting random things like TV shows. Sure. Um... But that's the All Draft Everything podcast. Good podcast. Um, I'm watching Hunters right now. Really enjoyable. That's the fad. That's, that's on the list for sure. That and The Outsider. Do you watch The Outsider? So I did watch The Outsider, okay. and I really liked it. I thought the last episode was the biggest piece of garbage I've ever seen Ooh, ever. Worse than the ending of Game of Thrones? I think so, yeah. Okay. I hated the ending of The Outsider. It was awful. All right, well, doesn't make me feel great about watching it now. I, like, I but you it. and I don't. See eye to eye on everything. I don't, so maybe I would like. I it. actually don't see how anybody would like the ending. Like I talked to a few people, right, and people that, like loved the show and they hated the ending. What if I told you I didn't hate the ending of Dexter? Does that mean like I might actually like the ending of this then? Sure. <laughs> All right. That's crazy. I didn't like the ending of Dexter, but I didn't think it was as bad as people. You're made the it first out to person me. I've ever heard right. say that. Actually, I don't know. Maybe I need to rewatch it. I think at the time you when I was watching, you know what happened. Yeah. You know exactly why everybody <laughs> hates it. Right. You don't, so you don't need to rewatch it, but like, why do you not hate it? Why do you dislike but not hate? Uh, well, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. I mean, it's been out forever, you know? Like, Can we spoil it by now? I don't know. Like, yes, it's been what, 10 years what old. What if people haven't watched Dexter? Too bad. Um, I, I feel like someone who takes justice into his own hands, Greg, and Dexter and other shows like that and Breaking Bad are, are really great because they, uh, they create this anti-hero persona where like, you're, you wind up rooting for someone who you shouldn't be. Like, Dexter is breaking the law, and he's murdering people, but technically he's murdering people who are also well, murderers. That's, that's kind of how it started, and then that wasn't always the case, but yes. So, look, 
in the end, he probably should have died. You think? Yes. Okay. But I think having to spend a life alone in isolation, chopping down trees, is a punishment as well, right? But it's not really spending it in isolation. Like, there's other people there. He could find, he could continue to kill. He could fall in love again. Why not? I don't know. That's, that's not what I got from the end. I, I think just, it's ridiculous. I just, he, I, left, he, he left <laughs> his son with a murderous girlfriend. What? It's ridiculous. It is, Maybe I need to rewatch it. He <laughs> let his own sister die. He killed his boss. But nah, good dude. Ridiculous. No, he's not a good dude. They didn't, want, they didn't want to kill him off in case they ever wanted to come back to the series. And that's clearly what happened. Yeah. It's terrible. Terrible. I don't think they're ever going to come back, by the way. I, I don't want them to. <laughs> I don't think that that's going to happen. Because of how poorly it ended. Although 24 has come back multiple times, despite ending quite poorly as well. And then, you know, speaking of bad endings of shows... Game of Thrones, apparently yes. the whole reason it was rushed is because uh, D&D, yeah. who were the showrunners, were going to take over for Star Wars. Isn't that, like, not happening anymore? It's not happening. So they rushed the ending of the show for no reason. Right. Great. And they also, the show... Yeah, that makes me feel so ten times show, worse about Game of the Thrones. The show they were going to do for HBO, which is uh, about the Confederate, if the Confederates won the Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, they've left HBO and they've gone to Netflix now and it's an exclusive deal, so that's gone too. Although, my dad, I was talking to him yesterday... Uh, he's currently reading a book by David Benioff. I'm like, huh, is, is it good? You know, he's, he's really enjoying it. All right, well, maybe they uh, actually took their time on the book, Greg. Well, or he one, took it's his, just, just one of them. Yeah, he took his time on the book. He didn't, he didn't rush through the ending, hopefully. Do you, you know who, I think it's Benioff, is married to? An actress, right? That's right. Right, yeah. Man's a Pete. Okay. You know what she's in? A show that returned last night. Oh, a very bittersweet moment, Greg. I actually did know this because once I really got into Brockmire, I was like, how can someone so awesome marry somebody who ruined Game of Thrones? How can you do this? Brockmire is a fantastic show. It's Kudos back. to you, Greg. It's back. You put me on it, um, but it's bittersweet because um, it has returned, but this is the final season. It is. So. I'm excited. I have no idea what we're Gonna go. It's gonna be very fun to watch over the next couple. Maybe of I'll binge watch that over the weekend. Although oh. I should probably just watch things I've never watched. That'd be before. ideal. That'd what be I, ideal. what I always do is right before like the new season of something comes out, I have to like up. rewatch the series to under to remember what happened. Yeah, I try not to do that. Like Westworld's coming back this weekend. Like I'm gonna be lost very quickly. So I'm not watching the Mandalorian. You could just watch a YouTube video that kind of like catches yes. you up. Yes, you like can twenty minutes. That. That's what I did for. Um, the Marvel movies, actually. When I wanted to watch Avengers, uh-huh. like, there were so many Marvel movies that I haven't seen, right. but I wanted to watch like Infinity Wars and like Endgame, yeah. and there are, there are just so many movies. I haven't seen like a single Thor movie, so I just watched like a Catch Me Up. Makes sense. And it, it did a pretty good job. That's cool. I, I, I kind of know like that. the whole grand scheme of things. So, um, Judy just uh, today, she's working from home, she just... Hi, Judy. Signed up for the free... Oh, she's watching us now. She's watching Hulu. She ordered the free trial. She couldn't figure out how to do it. And I was refusing to do it for her. And I was like, listen, when you figure it out, you can do it. No worries. It's a free trial. 30 days. Who cares? But she was like, you... What a bully. You have to do it. So I was going to See, oh, this it. Yeah, the man of the people. This is who you want to look up to? Let me continue. <laughs> so today, I was going to go home, get the free trial for her as a trade... Because if I did that, I wanted Then to, you can make her play beer pong. No. Oh, no. I wanted to be a man of the people and support the local restaurants around my apartment and go out to dinner. She's like, I'm not leaving the apartment. Like, that's ridiculous. Let's support local businesses. I know where you stand on that. Yes. Man of the people trying to support local businesses in this time of need. Yeah. I know you disagree with that. Look, if we're being... For just being real for a second here, Greg. Least, we're always real here on I the BFS. I'm not lying to anybody. Um... It's a fine line, right? Like you obviously want to take everything that's going on very seriously, and a, a lot of the what you read and what you what you're hearing is that you know you should take the proper precautions and yeah. limit yourself to other exposure to uh, to humans and, and gatherings and stuff. So yes, it seems like you're you're kind of taking that for granted by going I, I, out, I'm but taking it for granted. I'm you're here. also trying so, to. So I've been I've been here all day, right? Right. I've been, as have I. Hundred percent. We've been acting. I've been interacting with people. So. As long as the government tells me, like, hey, you can still do this. Just be smart about it. Purell and, and sneeze in your arm and do everything right. I've gotten, I'm, just, I'm sure you have, as many people have, all these emails from different restaurants and businesses saying, hey, we're open. We're taking all these millions of precautions. I want to support them. Personally. All right. I'm like, probably going to make ramen tonight. <laughs> that's that's gonna, so depressing. That's going to be Frank's Friday. Gosh. You drink beer? Sure. 
I did buy a 12-pack yesterday, Greg, so I stocked up for the weekend. That's not going to last you for the weekend. Probably not. Last you I have night. a few more stragglers, though, in the fridge. Yeah. I have a lot of, like, alcohol booze. We had a lot of alcohol. We bought some wine last night, yeah. too. Um, so tomorrow, I was supposed to go on a bachelor party. My buddy's having a baby next month. So we were all going to go, and I told you, the brewery in Brooklyn. Mm, yeah. And do that. And everyone's like, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good idea. So now we're trying to figure out like, what we could do. And there was, I don't think everyone wants everybody over their apartment. Like, should we just, could we go out like somewhere together? And we're saying, we should go like a uh, parks or outside. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know the answer. Yeah. And, and you brought up the possibility of playing spike ball, Greg. And even, yeah. even that, I don't know how smart it is because like everyone's hand is touching the yeah, ball. I, I don't, I listen, I don't disagree with you. This and, is something and, that, and, and you know, during that, it's like dirty, right? It's not like yeah. washing my hands. Yeah. It's, it's dirty with the ball on the grass and stuff. Uh, I was surprised, surprised, Greg. I was watching Joe Musgrove start yesterday, the oh, Pittsburgh Pirates that, right? yes. broadcast. And, uh, Chris Archer kind of gave his thoughts on everything that's happening, and he said, look, if you think about it, he's like licking his finger to get a grip on the ball. He's throwing the ball to the catcher. It's in the catcher's mitt. The catcher's throwing it back. The ball gets put in play. Next thing you know, the shortstop's picking up the ball. He's throwing it to first base. People are catching it in the outfield. They're throwing the ball in. So it's yeah. like everyone's hand is on the ball. Like So it's that's like if you're thinking about it from like a baseball perspective or just like any sport perspective, yeah. like this is why they need to take – the time off that they are doing right and now. And I get it. And Rudy Gobert changed everything for good reason. Not just because he got sick, but it's like the six degrees of Rudy Gobert is crazy, right? Because the Jazz have played all these teams in the last 14 days. Mm-hmm. They've stayed in all these hotels. One of those teams is the New York Knicks. They've taken all these flights, and they've been in all these locker rooms. And like the Big East is here in Madison Square Garden. The Jazz played Madison Square Garden last week. And you had the biggest tournament with all these teams sharing locker rooms. Like, uh, I don't want Rudy Gobert's locker. Mm-hmm. Like all, and with all those six degrees of separation and all what you just named, you have to, you had no choice to cancel all these things. You had absolutely no choice. That's where we are. Sports. Unzo. For now. Angel Hernandez. See you in June, Greg. Means nothing. I I hope. (laughs) We hope. We do indeed. All right, we're going to come back. Uh, We're going to look at baseball. If you are drafting this weekend, Frank is. We're going to tell you how to take advantage. I'll teach Frank a few things. Stick around. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. (laughs) Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're saying right now? He's he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top it Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. We never win a chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball. 
But he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Grid, the FanDuel Sportsbook continues to get even more and more crowded. People that don't really care about the virus. They care about making money on their horses, Frank. On the ponies. Look, I can't blame them. The, po- the ponies, they're fun, man. The one time that I actually, I'm going to say, you know, been to a racetrack live, although I was at a racetrack every day when I was there, but actually to, like, watch horses live, it was a very enjoyable experience. So I understand uh, the fun behind betting on horses. Uh, I actually have to, like, have a refresher course myself. Sure. Because... The one time I've done it, I was like taught that day, and once I picked it up, it was it was a lot of fun. So I can't really blame people for wanting to bet on horses. It's the only thing available, and it is a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've done it. Uh, I've done it once, I think, too. What a blast! It's great. Um, so you walked in this morning, and you go, Greg. You go. So my Tout Wars auction is still on Sunday, and I was like, Holy crap! My BFF's gonna invite me. Share his Tout Wars auction team. We couldn't auction together earlier this week. And I know how much Tout Wars meant to him. He's like, he's going to want me to do it with him, to be a part of it. And I was like, that's really cool. And I was like, yeah, Frank? He's like, I don't know what to do, man. Like, can you help me? And like, like be a part of your team? He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but like, just like talk some stuff out with me. I'm like, sure, Frank. I'll happily do that. So here we are. It's the same thing we do every day, Greg. Correct. And, and that's what we You try doing. to help me, I try to help you. Yeah. And, and here we are. Here we are. You do the I, auction all by yourself. I, I really do need your help, Greg. Mm-hmm. Greg, how much money do I spend on Justin Verlander this weekend? So, Justin Verlander is a great question. Now, Justin Verlander had this mild lat strain. What we know about mild lat strains, or, lat, or medium lat strains, Frank, was that it cost Luis Severino, like, what, two months? Three months? With a medium lat strain. Mm-hmm. So Verlander's mild lat strain, let's cut the difference a bit, and say it costs him a month and a half. Okay? Is that, is that reasonable to you? Sure. So he did this in the middle of March, or we'll just call it March 8th as a random date. If it takes him a month and a half, he is going to be full bore by May 1st. Frank, ask me when I think the MLB season will start. Uh, Greg, when do you think the MLB season will start? May 1st, Frank. Oh. So, Justin Verlander starting on opening day for the Houston Astros. I don't want to say that, but I think that Justin Verlander is once again, I didn't move him, once again my fifth starting pitcher off the board. You moved him back up. Yeah. So that would mean that you are okay spending about, I don't know, in a 12-team league. It's not gonna co- whatever your number you're about to tell me, you're not, it's not going to cost you that. $35 on Justin Verlander. I'd more I'd rather spend thirty, okay. But like thirty two, I'd spend. Yeah, twenty five is a little high. But like thirty two, yes. Okay. Fantasy Pros has him for thirty seven dollars. Still, you wouldn't spend that much on Justin Verlander. I wouldn't spend that much, but I would never spend that much on Justin Verlander. I don't think. So I'll let you in on a little, um, little bit of my strategy for Sunday. I'm not going to tell you so who you mean, I'm bidding on so necessarily. You, you mean our strategy? Our strategy, Greg. I'll let you in on a little bit of uh, our Tout Wars strategy. Greg Susson and myself, Team BFF, in the Tout Wars auction. I, I hope you email the people, probably Todd Zola, and let him know. Yes, yes. I'm on that right now. Uh, actually, I'll wait till the break. I will email Todd I, Zola. You, I'll have you don't him, have to. You can do it right now. I will have him just add you as a co-owner to, to the online auction, Greg. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll FaceTime together and we'll make it happen. I, that means a lot. As of now, I have already pre-planned my auction, something I know that you are not a huge fan of. Well, listen, Greg. you were the main Tout Wars owner here. You can do your thing. I got it. Uh, I have $30 allocated time, for my top this? starting I got to see if I'm available. What time is this? 2 p.m. on Sunday. Oh, my schedule's pretty open. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. You're not busy? You're not playing spike ball on Sunday? Not no. su- supporting the local restaurants? Uh, no. Not for lunch. Nope. I am uh, available for the Tout Wars auction. Okay. My so debut in Tout Wars. Let's go. I, I have allocated $30... To my SP1. Something that I know you like to do. Figure out how much money you're going to spend at each position. Do you think I, do like I can get Justin Verlander for $30? That was the number I just told you, right? It was $30. That's what you want to spend, but do you like... think I can get him for $30? I do. I think it's realistic. In a 12-team league. Yeah. Would you spend, okay, 
Would you? You have it thirty dollars. You know what right? I'm going to do? Actually, I'm going to pull up labor because they actually had a twelve team auction recently. I just pulled up. It all, I pulled up auctions over the last two days in NFBC. But those are fifteen teams, so it kind of they are. The thing is, if you play in a twelve team league, there's less owners. There's more money you, to spend. And you want to know how much you want it for? How much did he go? Twenty eight dollars. In a fifteen team league, mm-hmm. yeah. So he's going to go for more than that. There's more money to spend than a twelve teamer. I just got a text from Will, Window Will. You know what it said? What do you say? I am looking forward to your Tat Wars debut. Thank you, Will. As am I. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, this is fantastic. It's fantastic. I'm going to tweet, I'm gonna tweet it out. Like, thank you so much, Todd Zola <laughs> and the crew, uh, for letting me join. Please Tat do not tweet that. At me. I believe you'll be emailing Todd after the show. So what's well, what's not? <laughs> Please to, uh, do not. Tweet Thank that you out. So much to my BFF at Roto. Thank for letting me join him in his Tout Wars. Greg, I, I actually will probably get in trouble if you do that. What do you get in trouble for? There's no co-owners allowed. Is that a rule? All right. So a couple of weeks ago, they had the Labor Mixed Auction, twelve-team league. Our own Craig Mish participated in this. Uh-huh. We wound up with Shane Bieber at twenty-nine dollars. Justin Bieber. Justin Verlander at the time. Went for $36. This was before the injury, Greg. So I'll let you know a few players who, go, who went around $30, and you let me know if that... I, he's my fifth, he's my fifth starting pitcher, so you know how I feel. All right, so Shane Bieber goes, went for 29 What What number of starting pitcher is he for you? Like seven or eight? Yeah. So he's then eight. that means, based on your ranking, that you'd probably be you'd be willing to spend like actually $32 on Justin Verlander. Something like that's that. That's what I just said to you. Yes. You said 30 I said ideally 30 but when I go up to 32 yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You might be able to get Justin Verlander for thirty-two. Bucks. I agree with you. Would you do it? I I'll be I I would be in on the bidding if that's like when it's slowing down. Sure. I think Mike Clevenger is a more interesting name. Here, but here's the one problem with this, right? So if I'm right, and baseball starts May first, we need Justin Verlander and Mike Clevenger healthy several weeks before that in order to be ready to go when baseball starts. Because if they're just healthy on May 1st, and I think they will both, I do think they'll both be healthy. Yeah. And it's worth mentioning that Clev was already ramping things up and looked like he might he might have been ready for like a mid to late April return. Correct. And that was always yeah. the idea, was mid to late April for Clev. Maybe May. Because he tore his meniscus. That's what it was. Right. Yeah. right? And we thought, we thought the end of April was very realistic. That's what I thought. Can he be healthy to go the first week of May? It sounds like the answer is yes, he can. Verlander, is he going to start throwing? I don't know. That's part of the questions we have to ask ourselves. Mike Clevenger, before he got hurt, was going where, Frank? Like, what the crew was he in? Before he got hurt, he was going, he was inching up around that, like, Walker Bueller crew. Like, early second round. So he's with Strasburg, Flaherty, Bieber. Head of those guys. Head of those guys. He was, like, uh, for most people, the consensus number six. Number six. Like, there was almost a top so, six. So it's ahead of Steven Strasburg. Ahead of Strasburg. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather have, right now, you're drafting today, you're drafting Sunday. I know you're not, should not have to do that, but you are. You're drafting Sunday. Would you rather have Mike Clevenger or Blake Snell? Definitely Mike Clevenger. Really? Yeah. Blake Snell's fine also. He's throwing. <laughs> is he fine? Because the last time we saw him, he, he walked four people. I mean, but at least he, was and he only got one out. At least he was throwing. Club's not throwing yet. He was going to wrap yeah. things up. Just but saying. I, I worry more about Snell because it's it's elbow. It's arm related. True. Clevenger. Right. I, look, I don't want to downplay a knee injury for a starting pitcher. It's on his, his his plant leg. Right. It's not ideal, but it's a lot more serviceable, I'd say, than an, an elbow injury to your throwing arm. Okay. Would you rather have? Here we go. And based on when we start playing baseball again, Blake Snell might be perfectly fine as well. Correct. Would you rather have Mike Clevenger or Noah Syndergaard? Clevenger. Would you rather have Mike Clevenger? I, I, so I took him at the end of the third round in a draft, Greg. Or Patrick Corbin. So I think in that draft that I did, I took Clevenger over Corbin. So that means basically what you're telling me. Let me, let me do one more before I sure. finalize this. Would you rather have Mike Clevenger or Jack Flaherty? Clevenger, now. Obviously. Yeah. This is what it is right now. Would you rather have Mike Clevenger or Steven Strasburg? By that reaction, Clevenger's back where he was for you. 
That's it. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. He is back in the same mix or close I, to I it. I think he has to be, right? I am agreeing with you. So on Sunday in your auction, how much are you willing to pay for Mike Levenger? All these guys that we just named, Bieber, yeah. Flaherty, Strasburg, they all go for, let's say, around $30. Yeah. I, small... you, you, should be, you should be willing to spend that much on Clevenger. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. You're back. Yeah. Okay. And I just said earlier that I, am, I, I want to, I've allocated $30 of my budget for to my SP1. So that could potentially be Clevenger or Justin Verlander. Are you confident in Mike Clevenger as, as your SP1? <laughs> if I, <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Okay. Based on the season getting pushed back. So I will make that note in my draft sheet for Sunday. Perfect. We want to another pitcher, Frank. In your draft Yeah, You have a draft Sunday? Uh, we have a draft. I asked you if I could join your team. You said yes. And I'm tweeting it out after the show. I'll finish it while you're talking. Um, up next. James Paxton. So Paxton's a really interesting one because he has his back surgery. And we're like, oh my God, here we go again. He's going to be back the middle of May. And we keep using this May 1st date as when they're coming back, potentially. James Paxton yesterday, or Wednesday rather, started throwing again. He's ramping it back up, Frank. James Paxton, as I look at my list, all the way down to pitcher 55. Where should he be now? So all along, I did not have him uh, that far down. So I have my pitch ranks up, and I had James Paxton at uh, forty-seven. So fine, probably got gotta bump him up. A, he'll probably be a top forty starting pitcher for me. I think that's kind of where he. So I've just moved him up, in. Frank. He is now pitcher thirty-four for me. While I think you can be optimistic. That Paxton will not miss as much time as yes. he was going to before. You still have to realize this guy has been so injury prone in his career that even if he returns when the season's ready to get going or early in whenever the season starts, he's still going to be a very high risk for re-injury. He has never pitched more than 160 in a third innings pitch. I- I'm still somewhat worried about James Paxton, Greg. Let's find out how worried you are about Shohei Otani right after this. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball. 
but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so our president has declared uh, the coronavirus situation a national emergency. And then said it's two big, two very big words. Is that <laughs> not again? Is that is that true? That's what he said. Are they big words? They are two very big words. Very big words. All right. National. I, I I've got. I mean, we're in a national emergency. That's all I've got. Two very big words. Probably name my fantasy team is two very very big words. No, just name your team national emergency, Greg. I don't want to do that. That's like joking. But oh, like, all right. Two very big words is like very very funny to me. Sure. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, I asked you going to break about Shohei Otani, who was supposed to be back mid-May from Tommy John surgery. Well, the season's supposed to start in early May, Frank. Are you interested in Shohei Otani, the pitcher? Yeah, I'm much more interested now in Shohei Otani because uh, before, uh, I didn't want to kind of just hold on to a utility-only player, and then you didn't really know what you were going to get out of him how much volume, how many innings you are going to go get out of Otani this upcoming season. And I guess we still don't really know. But ultimately, look, like if, if we, depending on how late we get started, Otani might be in the rotation right away to start the season. It's possible. We were expecting potentially two months, a month and a half to two months of Otani just being a hitter, just being a designated hitter yep. for, the, for the Angels and you know, not being a pitcher at all. So obviously, Greg, when he's on the mound, he is on a per-start basis. Otani is... I would say confidently a top 20 starting pitcher, Greg, on a per-start basis. So even though he's coming back from Tommy John here, you're not, like, I mean, he's not necessarily going to be the guy that we saw two years ago. Uh, It makes me a little bit nervous. All right, maybe he was a top 20 starting pitcher. There you go. Well, let's go top 30 to be conservative here. But what we saw out of him was top 20 starting pitcher stuff. And that's what I'm getting at is that, you know, he can be well over a strikeout per inning, struggled a little bit with command, uh, when he first came over as a starting pitcher here, uh, but does have some filthy stuff. There was like the mid to upper 90s. is a nasty splitter as well. Yeah, like I'm more interested now in Otani than I was before because he could be in the rotation from the get-go. And everybody knows the Angels need it, man. The Angels need help in that rotation. So the only reason that they were having him start in mid-May was yep. so that they can have him for later in the season. That's true. Now innings limits for the post for the for the post for a postseason push. Well, let me ask you this, Frank. You're a big how many innings is going to pitch guy? Specifically about my guy, Jesus Lazardo. Well, if you take out a month of the season, Jesus Lazardo may pitch every five days for the entire season. Are you moving up Jesus Lazardo in your rankings? Yeah, I think it's fair. I think it's fair to do that. And I think that you can do that for a lot of these starting pitchers that we say that about. You know, Julio uh, Urias of the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think, you know, most people kind of had him projected for like 120, Absolutely. 130 innings. Even a, you know, Denelson Lamette. I don't know. Many people had him for projected more than like 150 innings. So, yeah, look, if everyone's on the same playing field, Greg, like if you told me that Jesus Lozardo had as good of a chance to pitch every fifth day as every other starting pitcher this season, he's probably a top 25 talent at starting pitcher, maybe even a top 20 I starting agree. pitcher. I agree. So, she, I guess I got to move him up. Yeah. I guess like, I got to move him up, actually. But you see, Greg, I mean, move up in our unless you, you, you actually sit down and do this for every player have to. that it can have this effect for. All right. You know what that means? That, that, that means we're not ready to draft yet. Oh, I mean, it means... Because you literally have to go through your rankings. You're just gonna be, but you're just going to be smarter than everybody else because you're going to do it. I feel, you know what I feel bad for? I feel bad for Kinga because this is not what you're doing all weekend. This is it. We're done. Poor Kinga. Sucks for her. You caused this, Greg. I know I did. I'll, I'll be ready for the draft, Frank. At this point, I kind of feel like I should just give you, just hand over all duties of the team. No, 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 no. We're We're BFFs. We're a team. Well, no, so then I could go back to hanging out with my fiancé, and and you could just do the auction yourself. No, I don't want to do that, because we have different opinions on things, obviously. That's okay. But I I feel like I'm bringing good points to my game. You know all the head-to-head points players? 
Very similar to, to your home league. I feel like I'm bringing up good like, points. You can draft Kevin Biggio. Oh, we talked about him yesterday on the show. Oh, I know. It was great, wasn't it? It was great. All right, so Julio, uh, Urias, Jesus Lazaro, they both fit this category, Frankie. They're both two guys whose innings limits we may no longer have to worry about. Tyler Glasnow is another one that I think is worth bringing up. It's less time for him to get injured. Yeah. That's just that's fair. Look, he was amazing last amazing. year. There's no doubt about it. And he was working on a third pitch throughout the spring and you know, over 11 Ks per nine last year and finally kind of unlocked his potential with the Tampa Bay Rays. Surprise, surprise. That is what the Tampa Bay Rays do. They took Charlie Morton, who was great for the past couple of seasons, and made him even better. And they completely fleeced the Pittsburgh yes, Pirates out of uh, Tyler Glass now and Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows, who looks like he might be a perennial AL MVP candidate moving forward. Uh, and now they have someone who, a pure talent, Greg, is probably you know a top 15 starting pitcher in sure. baseball. So they just have to be able to to keep him healthy. Like, I'm not going to move up glass now much, Greg, if at all, because while we might have worried about innings limits for him, I still think that there is a very high chance of re-injury with someone like glass now. Because he, he dealt with arm injuries last year, a forearm injury to his pitching arm. So with guys like that, like Blake Snell, glass now, Paxton, while this should help them overall, they are still at a very high risk of re-injury based on the injuries that they've dealt with, Greg. The breakout starting pitcher in 2020 for Jim Sonis, Tyler Glass now. It's hard to argue that. It's, you literally have to look at this, and, and this is the point that I was making to you downstairs about Kyle Tucker, Greg. And I, I don't You're have any... Kyle Tucker guy. I, that, that's the crazy part, Greg, is you've almost kind of painted that image. I don't have any shares of him yet. You love him. I, have, I think he's a great talent. But it's very similar. From a pitching and hitting perspective, you can find values that have question marks in whether whether it's their playing time or injury concern, but you get them at a discount because of that reason, and they are they're still amazing talents. Like Kyle Tucker to me, Greg, and I tweeted this out earlier, and I was very surprised by, by the poll. I think that he can have as much upside or even more than Luis Robert. The only reason why he gets drafted six, seven rounds later is because you don't know if he's going to play every day. Sure. But if you're just drafting someone on uh, based off pure talent, Kyle Tucker has posted almost as good numbers as Luis Robert in the minors, maybe even better than him. And I think you could say something similar to Tyler Glass now. You get him at a discount mm-hmm. because of the injury concern, but when he is on the mound, he is one of the top 15, maybe top 12 starting pitchers in baseball. Or at least he was last. He was. For that, for, for that first half when he was pitching, it was awesome. He was really, really good. He was uh, really, really good. And I remember, like, sitting across from you on the day after you got hurt, and you just your stomach just dropped. You're like, oh, now it's glass now, right? And you knew it would be a significant injury, which was frustrating. And in regards to Kyle Tucker, going back to, the, going back to that, Frankie, I feel that, We've waited and waited. There's always prospect fatigue from me to you. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You've been talking fatigue. about Kyle Tucker for three years to me, yeah. waiting for it. And Do you, you have fatigue on Ryan Mountcastle yet, Greg? Because I feel like I brought him up every day last year. And Austin Hayes. Yeah. Uh, the two of them. But with Glass, with not Glass now, with Kyle Tucker, it's crazy that when I looked at like his Fangraphs page, for instance, earlier today, preparing for the show, he's twenty three years old. Like, I could, I thought this dude was twenty six by how much you and I have talked about him. I thought, all right, big bruising power hitter. I didn't realize he stole 30 bases in the minors last year. He has the ability to potentially do everything goes right in a long season. 30-30. That's the kind of guy that you're getting with Kyle Tucker if all goes right. Lewis Robert could be similar, but you compare the numbers as you mentioned. Kyle Tucker's better. He is. And maybe it has to do with the PCL, which is possible. I think they play the PCL. I don't know that the White Sox do. I originally voted no-brainer, Luis Robert. And now I'm like, maybe I spoke too quickly. He's coming around. I'm coming around more on that than not, not being allowed to draft this weekend. We're on Thursday. <laughs> All right, well, look, if I, can, uh, if I can talk you into one thing at a time here, Greg. I don't disagree with that. I think it's really, I'm going to move up my rank. Yeah, the White Sox do not play in the PCL. They play in the, I believe it's the International League. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where is Kyle Tucker on this list? So um, Kyle Tucker to me is, look, if you're trying to find... That player that you have concerns about playing time about that 
If he gets off to a hot start, Greg, yeah. and gets into the lineup every single day for from like after the first month on, right? He's someone who can be like a top three round pick next year. Like to me, he's sure. this year's Austin Meadows. Do you realize who's also going to be healthy? Speaking of outfielders that can put up twenty twenty, Oscar Mercado. That's right, Mercado, who's battling a wrist injury. We hadn't Point. heard much on him as long as he didn't break the wrist, and there's no reason to believe that he did. He'll be healthy now. There are a lot of players like this. I mean, the Yankees in general, Judge, Stanton. I mean, those guys can never stay healthy no matter what. Stanton in particular, though, right? You know, he, he's already he's yeah, already, he's already taking swings. He was hitting, he's already taking he's swings. He's already hitting bombs. He's running, he's running on the treadmill. Didn't he hit a line drive off of... Uh... That, well, it wasn't him that hit, that hit Oh, Brent. he didn't hit it? He hit a home run off of Britain. Okay. But he didn't... Britain got hit, hit with a line drive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Stanton... Someone just put all the Yankees in a bubble right please. now? You give Stanton a month? <laughs> You're not going to want to hear this, but like... He's back, man. Oh, and he's back to being a bust for me too, Greg. Because, no, because you know why? He's going to go back up to the fourth round. 100%. It's exactly what's going to happen. You're absolutely right. The reason why I said just a couple of days ago I was more likely to draft Stanton than Judge is because he was still going later than Judge. Sure. And I thought he was going to be back sooner. Sure. I think that you're on Alvarez. He's going to get healthy now with those knees. Yeah, good point. It's it's. There's a lot of names there. Willie Calhoun, broken jaw. Poor Rick Solak. He was talking about that on FST. Right. Yeah. Nick Solak is going to start every day in left field. Now Willie Calhoun is a good I shot. He's back. Still think there's a chance Nick Solak can wind at third base. Okay. And they move Todd Frazier to first because Ronald sure. Guzman and Greg Bird were doing nothing in spring training. No, they were not. No, they're not. Um, Frank, we have 30 seconds left. Next week, I know we're going to have an NFL free agency to talk. If that still happens, we'll have some NFL draft talk as well. But next week, we're also going to get to the players that are not affected. Injury-wise, but pushing the season back. Hello, Chris Sale. And potentially Aaron Judge as well. Let's talk about next week, and we'll do it. Have a safe weekend, my friend. Good luck in our draft. I'll do it all again on Monday. Thanks, Greg. You're welcome. <laughs> the Rex Neville, Greg Sussman. Nice job, Sean and Alex. Pharrell! Coast to Coast is up next. We'll do it all again on Monday. But seriously, we hope! hope. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflategate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big copy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.